Welcome to the Coach and the Therapist podcast, where we discuss solutions to life's problems from two different, though related, perspectives. Each week, we pick a topic such as anxiety, depression, or weight loss and offer our views based on our training, background, and experience. We appreciate you taking the time to listen to, share, and subscribe to this podcast. For more information, head to my website at vanessachristiansen.com. Hi there, welcome to episode five, where we're going to actually talk about resentment. Um, so actually this one is, this topic is actually pretty near and dear to my heart because when I finally figured out how to stop feeling awful about certain things, I realized that, um, it's a life changer on how to actually let go of resentment. Um, not that I'm a very resentful person, (laughs) um, but, um, there's a lot of things that, um, when you when you talk to people, you know, you can really see like things that they hold onto, like hurt that they hurt, that they hold onto for like decades sometimes, um, that can actually lead to the feeling of resentment, especially if like someone's like passed away, um, and there's no way for them to feel like there's a way to resolve something that they feel that's been done to them that was wrong. Um, it leads to kind of a resentful, uh, feeling. Um, but, um, resentment can be, um, also just, just kind of like, I like to call it ruminating (laughs) over something that someone's done to you that you feel that's wronged you, um, or just someone that you love, or even just, you think something's wrong, that they've done something that's really, really wrong. Um, and so that ruminating, that those thoughts that go along their action or their words is what brings on this emotion of resentment. And um, <clears throat> this is where it's life-changing for me. That I realized that when I was, when it comes down to it, resentment, um, the emotion really only hurts the person that's holding the resentment, not the person that you have it against. Um, now. Um, if you uh, do actions out of resent, you know, then those actions could be, you know, you could react to that resentment. So therefore, um, yelling or backbiting, um, talking about or, you know, it, it could even get to the point of like, you know, physically, um, those type of things. Um, so that then really does involve the other person and then they'll have their own emotions and thoughts about that. But <clears throat> when you come down to it, uh, most people hold resentment pretty deep down and like don't want to let it go. And I think that um, when they, when you tell them like, why are you holding this resent- resentment? It's like, well, they don't deserve not to like deal with like their actions. And um, when you then come out with like saying like, but resentment is only really hurting you and not really affecting them the way that it's affecting you. So resentment can really take a toll uh, emotionally and also physically. I mean, people get sick from resentment sometimes. um, And it's because of this ongoing like thing that they just won't let go. Um, So, Um, the only way to really let go of resentment is to forgive. And so, um, that's usually when people are like, absolutely not, (laughs) I will not forgive this person. Um, and so when, um, you have this sort of situation and you highlight that forgiveness doesn't mean that, um, you condone their actions. 
all that forgiveness means is that you stop feeling angry or resentful towards that person. So you actually stop hurting yourself. They still need to deal with their actions. And if you're like, if you're a, a person who believes in God, then you know, there's that idea that they would have to deal with their own actions right with God um, if you're not then they have to deal with their actions and whether they do or don't it's you can't control them right um, it's up to them whether they do but holding on to that resentment is actually hurting you more than it is hurting the individual in, ter in terms of how it's hurting you that it's kind of an interesting way to uh, conceptualize it is just look at the way that your body reacts or deals with it um, people talk about resentment as like, it's actually kind of interesting because we talk about it as an emotion, but it's it's kind of a combination of different emotions. Um, some of the ones that are included in that is fear, sadness, anger, and disappointment. Mm -hmm. um, so you put those four things together and it, it creates this new emotion, which we refer to as resentment. I'm sure there's other emotions that go along with that too, but when you have those kind of, when you have that feeling and that feeling is pervasive in your body, it, it essentially, it doesn't feel good. It It signals to your body that that you're under stress or that there's a uh, there's a there's a threat to the system so to speak right and so what happens is that your your stress system is activated and the stress system is associated with your your neurological functioning which then signals to your adrenal glands to reserve release cortisol which then allows you to respond to that stress but then the iron ironic thing is that that cortisol then at high levels in the bloodstream actually goes back into your brain and destroys the system that re that regulates your stress response so the longer that you experience and feel stress the more it actually destroys your ability to manage and handle stress so resentment held over long periods of time is like actually biologically destructive so them. so basically what i said it hurts your body <laughs> <laughs> yes in short it hurts your body like it actually legit does hurt your body yeah. like it's not it's not something where we're, we're talking you know theoretically it it legitimately like affects your your physical symptom your system right so um so how would you handle someone who has like harbored a lot of resentment like what what are your thoughts on that well so when it comes to resentment it's difficult because you first do have to convince the person, like you were saying, that it's actually about them. Right. You know, and, that, and that's the biggest challenge is just helping people to see that, that everything that you want for the other person, in fact, even just this belief that you have that if I let go of the resentment, they will win. Right. Because oftentimes resentment actually is based in a, in a perception of unfairness. Right. You know, there's this unfair thing that happened. And if I let go of this or if I, if I give in, then, then they I win. will allow them to win. And I validate and accept this unfairness. Right. That's that's actually just a it's just an irrational thought. Right. Um, because if we look at it the other way that we've been talking about, what's really happening is that other person's going on with their life just fine. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like they're doing just fine in their life. They're moving forward, doing whatever they're doing. Right. And your life is being destroyed. Right. Um, and so that's where uh, when I finally like was like, oh my gosh, that's what resentment is, is that it's actually and act against yourself than actually the other person because you your thoughts and the physical part of it is actually doing more damage to yourself than the other individual yeah now we can talk about spite and revenge <laughs> <laughs> well that's what i meant like acting in resent er, in resentful sort of way those are behaviors yes <laughs> but we just talked about that in the last episode <laughs> yeah but that's not that's not something that actually necessarily always cures no, actually, anyway. I, well, no, because if you think about it, 
how does revenge and I mean in the moment it may feel like empowering but then you're gonna have to live with yourself afterwards and then what happens with that well and the irony is that you actually become the thing that you disliked or hated right you become the offender right well that's what's really interesting sometimes um i've had conversations where it's like um you know someone just won't let go that their mother was just a horrible mother like just you know she will explain and like give all of these examples as to why everyone should believe that her mother is just horrible and so when you highlight the whole thing of like you know, she'll say something like, oh my gosh, and she's just like, she's so controlling this and that. And so I'm like, oh, okay. So, and then she'll say what she does whenever she sees her mom. And it's like, you need to do this and this and this, if you're going to be around in our lives. So I'm like, uh, isn't that a little controlling? <laughs> isn't that, that kind of like what you were saying your mom does? Right. And it's almost like, oh, she's so this and self-centered and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of things that, uh, resentment, it, it blinds you almost you know it's like it's almost like this just this strong you're right like a whole like family of emotions together to build this big huge thing that's eating you and so uh my suggestion usually is is like the first thing of like are you ready to feel better like are you ready to like have like peace and have you know peace in your life and they're like yes I want that I want to know how and it's like forgiveness but then they're like but no you're right they win right it's like no they don't I bet you half of the things that you're blaming them they have no idea that they've done or maybe they do because you've given them a long list of all the things that they've done that's horrible to you right and so uh, forgiveness is just the the act of um, of not feeling um, anger resentment or anger hurt um, I don't know you put in quite a few unfairness and all those type of things um, all rolled into one and I mean have, living in a life of like, oh, okay, things are fair. Isn't that feel, doesn't that feel better than, than like everything's unfair uh, with this person? Um, and it doesn't even have to be with that person. But um, yeah, they won't let go of it because somehow they feel like then they are basically saying, you win, I lose. So how do we actually explain that that's not actually the case um well, I, I look at two things with that yeah um one half of it is i try to raise compassion for the other person the other half of it is that i try to help uh talk about the benefits of adversity right the compassion part of it's not it's it's hard because you can see that people's minds are entrenched in mm -hmm. the concepts that they have right. however it's it's not that difficult to raise compassion for people right. um so you think about like the mother that you were talking about earlier mm -hmm. well you you can often go back and go like well where did this is a very common experience in therapy. Like, where did your mom learn to be a mom? Mm -hmm. Oh, her mom was a drug addict, you know, and her dad was a was a pimp. Okay, well, what kind of mothering skills do you think your mom got, right. you know, out of that experience? Well, you know, she probably didn't know anything. Okay, then, then it gets to the attribution bias, which is another issue with this, is that then you're like, okay, well, then you say that your mom did these things to you because she's just an evil person. Right. But the reality is, is that, she did them for the same reason you do bad things. Right. 
And it's really fascinating when you work with couples, especially, because mm-hmm. I'll, I'll talk to them and I'll say like, well, okay, so what bothers you? And they'll say, oh, well, my, my, my husband never picks up after himself and never helps out around the house. And I go, okay, well, what would he say about you? Well, he would say that like, I'm totally disorganized and I, and I never keep our finances together. All right, well, why does he not help around the house? Because he's a big jerk. <laughs> right. Okay, well, why are you bad at the finances? Well, because, like, I just have never had good examples. Like, I don't really know right. how to do it. Like, right, I'm right. a good person. <laughs> he's evil. Right. If I go talk to him, he says the same thing. Right. Oh, I'm overwhelmed. I'm I'm struggling. I'm having a hard time. And well, why does she so bad? Because she just doesn't care about our finances and just spends all of our money. Would it? Oh, sorry. Keep going. Well, I was just going to say, so when you, when you get that, a lot of it is just trying to help people to see that everybody else right. is doing things because they think they're right. right. They think they're good people doing good things. Right. And when you begin to see that in other people, like why some of the things that they do that are bad, mm-hmm. you know, like it's not a good thing to not help your partner. Right. When you see that they really think they're doing a good thing, they're just misguided, much like we are a lot of the time. <laughs> it's a little easier to have compassion for them. And help them to see that that's actually okay. Yeah. So uh, would if that's this is where I was going to go with that the whole compassion for the other person um, is it helpful? I, I have found it helpful to uh, talk in compassion to first yourself of like, hey, you're human. You make a lot of mistakes, right? We it's kind of like when I did the whole thing of like, isn't that what we're doing right now? Like you just said, your mom's so controlling and kind of thing. It's like, yeah, I do the same thing, and yet I'm kind of acting the same way. Well, of course, because I love my kid, or I I love certain things, so I try to be like, hey, you need to do this, this, and this. You know, from an outsource perspective, like. I'm kind of controlling, you know, I, I'm doing this, I'm telling my kid, I get upset when they don't do certain things because I love them, I want them to be successful and all these things. And it's like, well, yeah, so have compassion for yourself when you're not doing a great job at being a mom. And then, hey, by the way, your mom, <laughs> same thing, right? I mean, usually, I mean, there are mothers who are out there who actually really don't want children or their child or something and, and abandon and things like that. But that's not, that's like severe case scenario. I'm talking about like normal mother-daughter relationships in the sense of like, um, yeah, she's horrible. Oh, but she was just doing her best. So first the compassion of ourselves as the mother or as the person who's not as organized or whatever with finances um, to just be like, yeah, okay. Yeah. So you're human. You make mistakes. You'd like to get better. Now, see that compassion that you have for yourself? They're also human too. Like mm-hmm. that's where then the compassion then can also flow to the other person. Because I have found that when we say, let's be compassionate to the other person, <laughs> it doesn't go so well. <laughs> the, the response is not usually like, oh my gosh, I totally get it. Oh, yeah, <laughs> you're right. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Take my money, right? <laughs> yeah, that's not that's not usually how it goes. Um, the, the second thing that I was saying though also is about the idea of adversity and how that works in our lives. Mm -hmm. If we want to talk about fairness and the other person winning, well, what's the best way to let them win then to just, is there a better way to let them win than to let them destroy your life? If you really want to defeat them or beat them, then you will do helpful things. And I I was uh, listening to a book the other day where the author was making the point that every, that adversity sows the seeds of compensatory achievement. Like that there is an opportunity in every adversity that there's an associated blessing or opportunity that's greater than the price of the adversity. 
Mm, and if you recognize that and you see that you can say like okay well look at my experiences Mm -hmm. sometimes actually if i look at those those people who say like oh my mother was awful and horrible Mm -hmm. i'll say well what kind of mother are you and they'll be like oh my gosh like i do everything for my kids you know like not like i take over and helicopter them you know but like like, i live my life to be the best mom i can be i go okay well would you be that way without having a bad mom like you did right and a lot of times i'll come out saying like no and i'll go well do you like the way that you mother and if they say yes, then I go like, well, then you can't have it right. both ways. You can't have one without the other. Right. Let's actually like love your mom for being a really bad example. <laughs> at, least, at least acknowledge that that adversity sowed the seeds right. of your success. Right. Well, then you can also take it like, I mean, you can say where someone actually like um, has like physically hurt you or something like that, holding resentment in that sense where it that headspace that you continue to let them be in your head after like you've removed yourself from the situation, but you still let emotionally get abused in that way. Um, That resentment is no helpful. It's not helpful um, to have because you're almost still having that abuse of some sort by holding on to that resentment um again that's again where you're thinking of like well i have to hate them because of what they did to me um you know um so that or um then instead of like the forgiveness part is like look how much more stronger you are because now you know you have walked away from the situation you're not in that situation anymore and now you're much more aware of of um that situation and, and you had the control and the power to walk away. Yeah, I think you're highlighting an important point, which is that just because you decide to move past resentment does not mean that you agree to continue no. being abused or mistreated or the things like yep. that. So I a while ago, I used to teach um, a, a religious class to teenagers, right? And so when we would ever get to like the forgiveness part, Um, there was always like all these questions. Yeah, but what about this? What about that? It's like, yeah, well, this like friend is like really not nice. And like, I mean, she says horrible things to me. And I'm like, then why are you hanging out with her? You know, why why are you still there? What's going on? Well, I'm supposed to forgive her. That does not mean you need to be her best friend. That is not what forgiveness means. Forgiveness means is that you take action to protect yourself, walk away from it if necessary, and also to stop the mental part of it of like holding onto it so that they continue to hurt in your in your mind space right and so therefore you can um actually just let it be between them and their maker yeah um interestingly like i i think you can also begin to take resentment and break it down into different components okay um i kind of figured that there's there's sort of three different ways that resentment shows up and and there may be more of this and and it's not like i've written a book on this or anything but the the way that i see is that there's three there's three kinds of resentment there's internal well there's two kinds and then subdivisions so there's (laughs) internal and interpersonal okay so like internally, when you're, when you're experiencing it, you can have a person-focused or a situation-focused resentment. So you can have resentment of like, in my past, long ago, this person hurt me and I just hold this resentment that continues to be a part of my life. Right. There's also situational, you know, where like, I just am so resentful that my life is not the way it's supposed to be, mm. that, that things aren't turning out as I planned, that my dreams are unrealized. You know, resentment that doesn't really have to do with a single other person but just as because of the way that your life is. 
Right. Okay. Well, could could we actually pause there for a second? Is it the way that they think that their life is? Ah, like their thoughts <laughs> <I'm>, about it? <laughs> possibly. But you could say like, yeah, you know, like I, I had this dream of becoming a professional baseball player and now I'm working at a, you know, at a, at a gas station. Well, okay. I'm so resentful that the world didn't turn out. And obviously these things always have to do with our thoughts and whatnot, but there's that piece. And then the other piece is what I call interpersonal resentment, which okay. is like current and ongoing. Mm-hmm. You know, like I have the person I work with that I just can't stand right. and they hurt me all the time or my, my spouse or my partner, you know, like I live, I live in this resentment because of what's happening right now. Can you give me an example of like how they're hurting them? Like physically or was it, or is it just like, I'm so annoyed by them, like hurt or what, what are you talking about? Like with. Well, so the interpersonal, if I break it down even further as to why this happens. Uh-huh. So it comes, some of this just comes to my, off of my experience, but to kind of summarize so far. So you have, you have internal, uh-huh. like it's, I'm, nothing's happening right now. Right. But I'm experiencing this internal resentment based on things that have happened in the past with people. Right. Or because of the situation I find myself in. Okay. The other part of this is interpersonal, which is I am currently living in a situation which my resentment is just growing Uh because of things that are happening on an ongoing basis. Okay. So how that one develops, at least what I find in in relationships with people, Mm -hmm. is that it's a combination of communication and patience. Mm -hmm. So if you have communication and patience together, people tend to do pretty well in relationships. Yeah. If you take either one of those out then you're going to get problems. The communication piece of it is like what I need and what I want, what I feel. If we ever talk about relationships, we can go into this for like an Oh my gosh, you were going to have like <laughs> 20 episodes on that. But the idea is like I I know what I need and I communicate that to somebody else. Right. The patience part of this is there is no way on God's green earth that when I say this is what I need, is somebody going to go like, oh my gosh, let me drop everything and do that right now. Right. Especially if it's not something I want to do. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you have to have a combination of communication and patience. You know, when you lack one or the other, then you get a new emotion. Mm -hmm. If you have communication without patience, then you just get anger. Mm -hmm. You're like, I'm telling you what I need. You're not doing it. And I'm just pissed. Right. Then you, on the other hand, can have no communication with a lot of patience. Mm -hmm. You're like, I'm always doing everything to try to make my partner happy. And they are never helping me or doing anything. But you're also never telling them what you need. You live in silence, and that breeds interpersonal resentment. Mm -hmm. Like, I know what I want. I'm trying so hard to get this for my partner, but I've never told them what I really need in a way that they really hear. What's really interesting, though, when you actually, like, ask people, like, what do they really want? Sometimes they're like, I just want them to be nicer. And I was like, what does that even look like? And so then they'll say certain things, but really it's like, they're just wanting validation. They're just wanting this. They're just like, have you communicated that? Have you said those things? Like, have you? And even then, why are you reaching for validation outside from other people? Let's work on our own validation first here, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's when, again, it we bring it back to our own thoughts, our own emotions. And then also we can make requests, especially like with it's you brought it with the whole spouse thing or whatever. We can make requests like, hey, I'm going to be at work all day. Like you're going to be home. W- would you do the dishes right now? I cannot control what you do, but I can most definitely say, OK, this is very important to me. And if he doesn't do the dishes, then what is the what is what am I going to be thinking at that point? Right. So it can either be like, hey, I asked you to do the dishes and like I'm coming at you like annoyed. 
So I'm going to act out in annoyance. And so how does that usually work out? <laughs> yeah, and that's that's that lack of patience. Right. Where, whereas when we kind of bridge this with what we said earlier, you could also think, you know what, sometimes I don't do what I say I'm going to do either. Right. You know, and, and how do I want to be treated when I do that? And then we begin to have that patience piece. Right. Well, so this is how um, I like to sort of coach myself whenever I'm like, especially like with our kids and stuff, um, or and with you. Well, I'm glad to say like, that that <laughs> obviously never happens between us. <laughs> never, <laughs> ever. Um, but you know what? It's really funny. It's because I've, had, I've, I've changed the way that I do my requests where it's like, hey, this is kind of important to me, but I know that it's important to me. So if it doesn't get done... I can choose to either do it or not do it. And, but I just made a request. And so I, I don't want to control you. I don't want to do those things out of like, you know, spite. I'm not going to do the dishes out of spite. I'm going to do it because I'm going to actually sit with my emotion and be like, huh, I'm kind of annoyed, but uh, do I need to say something? Do I not? I can mention it again. Or is it really that important? Or is it not? It's not that important. So I, you know, I pause and take my moment there. And then um, if it's really that important, then I'm like, you know what? I want the dishes done. I'm going to do them. And it's not out of resentment that I'm doing it to show you I had to do the dishes again. But it takes a lot of practice. You know, I mean, it takes a lot of thought work and to like really just sit there and go like, okay, is this important? Like, to me because it's obviously important to me so I'm going to take care of it now there it does create an imbalance sometimes with certain um, um, couples where one person is always doing everything but if it's important to them and they're not doing it out of resentment it's because it's important to them then there probably isn't a problem on that side for that person until there really is and they're thinking it's unfair well, and so that's kind of why, why I brought up those three different types of resentment, because when it's interpersonal resentment, you can work on it in real life. Mm -hmm. You know, you can work on it as you experience that. Right. When it comes to that internal resentment, you know, a lot of times it's in the past. It's things that you don't want, you no longer have control over in the moment. Right. And that's where we come back into what we were talking about before of like, you first have to kind of recognize really what was going on at the time, begin to then make a choice to shift the way you think about it. Mm -hmm. reframe it in your mind so you see it more clearly and understand it uh, through a greater lens. Mm -hmm. And then that allows you to begin to change your emotions and shift your feelings towards, I'm going to let this go and make a decision to move forward and not let it burden me. Right. Yeah. And so I usually end up highlighting, like, why are you choosing to still let this hurt you currently, right now, in this moment? Like if it happened 20 years ago, if it happened 10 years ago, like what is the purpose other than hurting yourself? You know, how is that? How is that helping you? How is that serving you? It's not, you know, it's actually hurting like your body physically. And that is and that is one of the biggest tasks that we have when it comes to trying to work with resentment is just to really get people to realize that it is no longer about the other person. Right. Especially if you haven't seen them for years. You know, like they're they're no longer a factor in your life. Right. It is really what's going on internally in you. Um, one thing that I'd like to highlight, though, that is uh, resentment within couples is the thing that you want so much is validation or like, um, like a closer connection with the person. And when 
you think that it's not there or if it's not there um, and you start resenting and like start acting in like having that resentment like what you're doing is actually excel accelerate accelerating is that the right word mm-hmm. is that how you say it? <laughs> accelerating the like like a bigger gap right and a bigger uh no validation like you're just creating a bigger like harder what's the word i'm trying to do like it's a bigger bridge to try to cross well yeah like, that's the funny part right if you if you get resentful in a relationship how do you act when you're resentful hateful (laughs) you you act really angry and upset right well that never makes the other person go like oh my gosh i need to change hug and make them feel better right it just creates a bigger gap and then it gives us more and more evidence that we should be resentful and angry so how about this what about if someone doesn't forgive you and is resentful resentful towards you um i mean we spend so much time on how not to be resentful but what about the opposite of like you don't think that you've done anything wrong and someone's holding a lot of resentment towards you. Well, this comes, this comes for me, this comes down to the idea that everybody's the hero in their own story. Yeah. Like, I am the hero. Everybody else is the villain. <laughs> but when you, when you begin to help people to recognize and you essentially say to them, like, look, I want to just make sure you know I'm not your enemy. Like, I'm on, I'm on your team. I'm on your side. Right. The more and more you send that message, the harder it is for somebody to hold resentment. Well, and also I would just say, like, you can't control them or their thoughts um, or their emotions. Like, they really just have to come to their own. And it's okay for them to just act the way or be the way that they are. And you can continue to just say, like, I love you. I'm sorry that you feel that you have, uh, that you feel that way. Like, and really, it, I mean, I would say, like, you really feel sad that they feel that way. And that is that compassion for the person who just won't let go of that resentment. And also compassion for yourself of, like, really, like, let me see what I've done. Um, I don't think that I've done, I, you know, those type of things. Um, and just sort of having the compassion of, of saying, okay, well, maybe that could have been an action that she's taking in a certain way and just said, you know, there's no harm in saying sorry that you're feeling that way and sorry that my actions were taken that way. That is not my intention. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there's there's lots that can be done to influence people. You can't control people. No. But yeah. you, can, you can do a lot to influence people. Yeah. So, um yeah, I think there's a there's there's obviously a lot that we could unpack around the idea of relationships and how some of this operates in relationships, but uh, that's probably not the topic that we're uh, we're going to continue on with today. No, yeah. So, um, bottom line, resentment is hurting you. It's not actually um, helpful to you. It's not serving you. And if you need help in trying to let go of that seek out some help or really actually uh, show some compassion for yourself of like wanting to let it go and, and actually start living a better life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So if you'd like to um, reach out to a coach, I'd love to be your coach. Uh, You can uh, fill out an application at vanessachristensen.com. If you want some courseworks, uh, coursework that has to do more therapy wise, please visit strengthen you that strengthen and the letter U uh, dot com. Um, You can uh, see some courses there that will help with uh, some of the issues that we keep talking about. See you guys next time. Bye.